Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore. Yes, hello everyone and welcome to all our West Australian football fans to another edition of Around the Waffle on wherever you get your podcasts and on the Backchat YouTube channel. And what an exciting time it is now. Can you feel the excitement? It is state game time this Friday. West Australia head to Adelaide to look to claim the Hayden Bunton Cup for the first time in four years against the best from South Australia. And we're going to preview it all for you today here on Around the Waffle. Paul Persick is my name. It's a great pleasure to have your company. And once again, joining me is Taylor Cowper. Taylor, can you feel the excitement? Huge game. Christmas Eve for you, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) You know, and it should be for everybody. You know, this is a huge game. The century-old rivalry is back once again. West Australia taking on South Australia. Been a long time since we've won, though. Mm. So hopefully WA can get up from our point of view here at, uh, on our podcast, Paul. But the only thing I want to say is it's hard to get excited about it when it's a one forty game on a Friday. I find that a bit. I find that a bit odd, to be honest with you. You know, because last year, when you think about it, it was on I think about twelve o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah, and that was the leading curtain to the was which what AFL game? West Coast that? Melbourne. West Coast Melbourne. It was still streamed through the AFL app, which I have no problem with at all. Yep. I think it's a great product, but. Just 140 coming back into Perth for a state game that we're trying to build up. I think it's a bit of a blunder in a sense because I just wonder, you know, you're finishing work. Even if it was pushed back, and I know that it's obviously a lead up to an AFL game, but even if it was starting around four, WA time because then people could finish work they might have a couple of drinks in the office put it up on the TV whatever it might be but the Friday thing I'm really questioning and I know they can't push it back to four because obviously AFL scheduling that's That's totally fine but why do why do it on a Friday night when it's coming into Perth on a Friday afternoon Push it to a Saturday or a Sunday, Paul. Like, yeah, oh, well, weekend thing. That way you can get more people in, yeah. not just with the uh, the live crowd there that are heading out to watch the AFL game. They can see a good glimpse of yeah. the stars from the very best of the state, but also, you know, make sure that there are more viewers out there as well. And speaking of, the game is going to be live on the AFL app yep. and on afl.com.au from 1.40 Australian Western Standard Time. It is set to be an absolute ripper. One thing, the last thing I say on this, and we could spend ages talking about it, the last thing I say about this time slot of the Friday afternoon before the AFL game is, I know they liked, they, they do it one year in WA, one year in South Australia, yep. back and forth like Alternate, that. Yep. I've got no problem with that, but... Surely stronger heads should prevail in this sort of situation and go, well, if we, if, if it's during the buy round of the waffle, no problems at all there. But maybe what, it doesn't really matter where the game is played. I just think you want to try and get as many people as you can physically to the game and as many people as you can watching it online. And absolutely. I just don't think that's reaching that in this uh, time slot. But we'll have to wait and see how it goes. But the contest should be an absolute cracker. We'll talk about that. And we'll pr- look at uh, the WA team in depth yeah, because there's a lot of youth it. in this team. And we'll talk about that with Daniel Hobley, who will join us a little bit later on. You're listening to Around the Waffle, Taylor Cowper and Paul Persick. But first of all, we'll talk about the team that is representing South Australia tomorrow and we've been uh, speaking to this guy a little bit off the air and it's only fitting that we bring him on. He is back on the mic for another edition of this great contest. He is El Supremo of South Australia and we're glad that he can join us on Around the Waffle. The one and only John Casey. He joins us on the show. John, Welcome. Thanks very much for having me, Paul. Always great to be talking football with you and the WA fans. Great pleasure to have you on, Case. Talk about this team. It is a very strong team that will take to the field on Friday. 
South Australian team, it is looking very good on paper, but I have to say the WA team arrived here this afternoon and they should arrive with some optimism about getting the result because we know how close it was last year. You and I were lucky enough to call the game together and it was a a four-point thriller, scores level there early in the last quarter. And I thought at one stage, uh, Stefan Gyro was about to kick a goal that was going to put you back in front. But the South Australian team, while strong, certainly isn't as strong as it could be. We've lost uh, Pat Wilson from Sturt due to suspension. Harrison Wigg and Mitch O'Neill, who both played last year in the midfield, are out with injury. Mm. And Campbell Coombe, who's been outstanding this year in the sample, he has elected uh, not to play. He's unavailable for the clash. So while we have a strong lineup, certainly not as strong as it could be. You talked about that player from Sturt that's not playing case. Um, they've obviously got six that are in this squad for this game. They've had a fantastic start to the season. Do you find in these state games, that they, if you get five or six really good players from a team, it really drives the culture of the side heading into these state games? Yeah, I think so, without a doubt. And you're right, the Double Blues have been outstanding this year. They've won six straight games to start the season. They were probably expected to play finals this year. But uh, I don't think anyone's just expected them to be 6-0 and zero on top of the ladder. And Marty Matner, former Crows and Swans player, is doing an exceptional job with the Double Blues. And the players that they've got in to the team in, for South Australia, Will Coombless played last year. Marty Frederick is a new face this year for the Double Blues. Tom Lewis, Casey Voss, who was our best player last year and won the Foss Williams medal. Josh Hone and Connor McFadden, who is uh, a recruit from Brisbane, Uh, They're all going to play an important role, but keep an eye out for Tom Lewis. I think Tom Lewis is good enough to be on an AFL list, and I don't for the life of me understand why he's not. The knock on him is that perhaps he's a yard too slow. Well, I don't see that. He's a tackling machine and leads the competition in tackles. You won't find a harder person at the ball. And for WA viewers who may not be familiar with Tom Lewis, keep an eye out for him. He's a very exciting young player, and I think he's going to be key because, obviously, the midfield battle is so important to getting the right results for SA and WA. No, you're absolutely right. Tom Lewis, 15 tackles on average this season in the six games he's played for Sturt. He is a beast, and the WA midfield will have to keep uh, both eyes out for him. Harry Boyd, I reckon, is one that uh, uh, WA will have to look out for as well. The only representative from the reigning uh, SANFL yeah, Premiers. Boy. Clutch in that grand final. Jack Oatley medal uh, last year. What a dominating season he may have uh, he had last year and uh, also could dominate the game in the hitouts. He could. He is a very uh, very important player for South Australia. His form this year probably not as good as it was last year but that's hardly surprising given that you know he finished top six in the McGarry medal last year, was runner-up in the Shearman medal, which is the McGarry medal voted on by the coaches, if you like. Um, and as you say, he had a great grand final on the Jack Odie medal and, and really dominated for Norwood. But uh, Norwood coach Jade Rawlings is the new state coach this year after being an assistant last year. And his team is 0-6 for the first time in 100 years that Norwood have started the season with six straight losses. And the reigning premiers, while they're not pressing the panic button just yet, um, you know, they've got problems. And Harry Boyd, I think, uh, and I asked Jade Rawlings about it at training last week, whether or not this was a nice distraction from them to get away from the pressure they must be feeling, given that they are 0-6 and six on the bottom of the ladder and the reigning premiers. But Harry Boyd's going to be super important, no doubt about that. Before we let you go, Case, um, appreciate your time on the show. What I, I, I know you're obviously going to tip probably South Australia in this one, but... WA, we struggled against you guys in the last decade or so. What what do we need to do to get over you guys? Look, I'm 
obviously you're going to tip South Australia. They wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't speak to me if I didn't. But I really do like WA's chances. I mean, as I say, last year was so close, could have gone either way. And while South Australia have won the last four and were very impressive in the last clash at Adelaide Oval, where we won by, you know, 53 points, 20 goals, 10 to 11, 11. I just think that South Australia, not as good as they were last year. I did note that WA have got a two-week head start in terms of preparations, getting the team together, getting the squad together and so forth. So I think uh, there's not going to be a lot in it. By my count, there's 11 WA players from the last game last year playing. We only have nine. They're only small margins, mm. but I think there's enough to suggest that this is going to be a cracking game. Weather forecast, not great. Going to be perhaps some rain, a little bit slippery, low scoring. I think we're in for a thriller. I won't be surprised if WA get across the line, but I'm certainly tipping South Australia. So, not so, surprised about that. Oh, yes. WA by two goals. Is that right, Case? <laughs> <laughs> they can certainly do that, but I'm tipping SA by less than a goal. Oh, it should be another cracker. Should be another we cracker, guys. 49-48, as you know. We've won the last four. You're overdue, so you bring it. We'll bring it. <laughs> and everyone can join us on the Sample Now app or the AFL app and watch the stream. It should be a cracking game. I'm calling it with Chris Candle. as a great aficionado of football here in South Australia. Really looking forward to it. Uh, it should be a great game and a great call. Uh, all the very best uh, to you, Case, along with your co-caller, Chris Kendall. And as uh, we let you go, Case, as one great one would say to you and to all South Australia, just bring it. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it. Great to chat with you, fellas. And good luck for the remainder of the waffle season as well. We watch it with interest. And it seems like it's a very interesting season unfolding there. Thanks, Case. That was the one and only John Casey talking to us here on Around the Waffle. Big calls made by by Case. Uh, South Australia, only nine players back from last year. Could that be a difference? Could be. We got 11, so it it is a much of a muchness between those two. But very young sides. uh, Really, a lot lot of, there's a lot of AFL talent in there as well, players that have been AFL listed players. And there's a lot of experience as well from that South Australian side. So it's going to be a cracker. And the fact that there's going to be rain forecast, that's the great leveller in football, especially in state games where, you know, it could turn out to be really tight, maybe a one or two goal game. My golly, it is going to be a real cracker. Yeah, will be. And uh, that's where a lot of those really small kind of in and out midfielders for WA we've got a lot of them in our side at the moment are going to really come to the forefront in this one of course this game will be live uh, on the AFL app and of course for South Australian viewers on the Sample Now app you can check it out from 1.40 Australian Western Standard Time you're listening to Around the Waffle this is Taylor Cowper alongside Paul Persick Now, we'll have Daniel Hobley joining us in just a little bit to talk about the WA team, and it is a very good team indeed. Just quickly, TC, 49-48, to the ledger in favour of South Australia. Both have unearthed great stars in the 100 years that this rivalry has been on. The passion and the desire to win is still at a high for both states. Exactly right. No, really looking forward to this one. Do we have Dan on now? Yes, we we do. We do have Daniel Hobley here. He's representing Western Australia. He's here to talk about the team that was announced earlier this week and the chances for Western Australia in this particular game. Dan, thanks for joining us, mate. Paul, very good morning to you, mate. Lovely to have a chat with you. Great to have you on here, Dan. Good to, have, team. good to have someone with a level head, not a South Australian. Oh, (laughs) don't be harsh, DC. Well, don't they, boys, don't the South Australians have poo? Was that Tazzy? Well, oh. Oh, oh, you've said that, not not us. Um, <laughs> mate, this side looks really, really good from a WA point of view. Talk us through it. Who kind of stands out to you? Were there any players that you thought should have got a, a shoe in there from the extended squad that was in there? I, from my opinion, it's a really well-rounded team, and I reckon they'll go pretty well against South Australia. 
Yeah, I think I've counted probably boys 11 or 12 names that represented that side in the 2022 fixture uh, where they were, you know, beaten by four points. They got very, very close. Having a look at the current list, I think the first name that jumps off the sheet for me is probably Luke Meadows. Yeah. 29 touches and a goal last week for West Perth. I think he's just having such a fine year. you got to look to the experience side of things. And when we have played South Australia... Um, it's always been, for me, the, the sheer body size of yeah. the South Australians. And Luke Meadows um, certainly gives us some experience in that midfield and, and the ability to be a goal-kicking midfielder. I think they've gone well with selections like Jonathan Marsh um, to shore things up. And I actually don't mind the inclusion there of Mitch Dobson. I think he's going to be pretty handy. I think Dobson naturally offers you another avenue to goal and he's just tough and puts his head over the ball and that's what you need at the, the mm. highest level from the West Australian perspective. So those names certainly left off the sheet, uh, left off the sheet for me. What about Milan Murdoch? Uh, he's had a sensational season over at uh, East Fremantle, averaging 30 touches a game, always magnificent in midfield, and his speed from the centre as well will also be a key. Yeah, speed's going to be a big thing. Um, I think I had him down for 26 touches last week. He's, you know, he's had a couple of shots on goal. Speed, I think, is going to be a big thing, especially on the outside, if you can get the peel from the inside. Seven tackles, too. So he's been a bit of, bit of a tackling machine in the last two to three weeks. Um, I haven't seen him live this year, um, but from the vision that I've seen, um, you know, through the Waffle app and um, just, you know, through the, the beauty of the internet, um, certainly looks like a fine player. And for East Fremantle, um, certainly a key player for their final chances going forward. You, you mentioned just before about the big bodies that are in this side and the experience that is in there as well, especially like down back, you've got Erdley and also Jupp, who's the captain. But the other one that kind of stands off the sheet a little bit from a big body point of view is Mitchell Dobson from um, West Perth. I reckon a real hard-bodied player. I reckon he'll um, he'll be great in this state game for WA. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, as I mentioned before, I think Dobson's the type of player that will add that that steal that you need. Um, I also think with Dobson being in that side, I don't think he's going to select be a selection that will sit on the bench. Um, he just offers you some versatility. He can mm. float through, you know, on that half forward line. Could even play off a half back. Uh, could play off a wing. He's got a nice kick over that 25 to 30 metres of where he can cut the arcs and, and set players up and hit them lace out. Um, but I think it just makes South Australia think about, you know, who they send to him. Um, Dobson, I think, is a good selection. Boys, I'm, I'm not sure what your think, your thoughts are in regards to the ruck stocks. Um, clearly a lot of pressure going on back to Oliver Eastland. Mm. Of course, West Australia had the luxury last year of Scott Jones, but I'd be interested to get your thoughts on the on the, uh, the workload of Eastland and uh, the options that will float through there. Eastland has been fantastic for Claremont this season. I mean, he's dominated the hitouts in there every, every Claremont win that they have had. Yeah. But also what is going to be the key for Eastland is if he's able to get more support around the football. But at the same time, he does a lot of great stuff around the ball. He gets first to it, very good tackler, and he can kick the odd goal here and there. So his who, versatility who is so good. Who rotates with him, though? Tough one because there isn't a lot of backup, but I reckon Angus Scott. Yeah, maybe. And, he's got and the even, height and a good, and he's got he's a big body player. John O'Marsh a bit for East Frio. Yeah. He's been you know playing that ruck role in the forward fifty. So there's options there, but yeah, he's gonna he's gonna struggle. He well if he you know if the, he doesn't have the support, Eastland's gonna struggle a bit in this game. But the weather might help him a bit as well. Yeah, because it South is Australia. going to be slippery. Yeah. It is going to be slippery over there. Speaking of uh, the weather, Dan, obviously in that game, weather's not going to be grey as we uh, mentioned with John Casey earlier. Could that be the leveller? Could that make it a real tight arm wrestle? 
Well, I think that's what will probably bring West Australia back into it. Um, South Australia are going to be a formidable opponent. Weather-wise, it's a shame that the weather is um, turning a bit because you'd love to see it played in beautiful conditions. But that's where we've mentioned about the bigger bodies. That's clearly going to play a big part. What I'd like to see from Western Australia is to move the ball quickly. I mean, I know know, when conditions aren't in climate, um, it is hard to do that. But get the ball in. Um, You know, there's a big opportunity to get some early scoreboard pressure. Mm. You know, blokes like Ben Stokel, they've been around for a long time. They've got the ability to move the ball quick with the team that they've got. So there's some highly, highly skilled players. I'd like to see Eastland be aggressive in the ruck if he's up against someone of, you know, genuine size, which he will be. You know, bash the ball forward. I'd like to see, you know, WA play that Richmond brand of a bit of chaos football. If it gets to be wet, just get it forward. Um, get some early scoreboard pressure and, you know, really look to take up the South Australia in a physical sense. I know that can be tiring on a number of players, but I just think we need to make an early statement. Yeah. You know, in previous years when South Australia have got a bit of a ascendancy early, they tend to have bullied us in that midfield and they've always had a very formidable forward line. So we need to keep the pill out of their hands and get some early scoreboard pressure. I know that sounds obvious, boys, but... You know, it's going to be one of those things of where the game, I think, we won in that first quarter and a half. Hey, Dobley, thanks for your time uh, on the podcast today. Now, just before you go, your tip and uh, who you think is going to be best on the ground? Oh, look, I, I went with South Australia. Uh, another, you know, last time I was on the show, boys, and I didn't feel good about doing that. Um, <laughs> I've flipped. I think the, the black duck within me is going to go back towards West Australia now that I've had a proper look at their squad. Um, I think if we're going to win, it's going to be a captain-led performance. And um, I think Juffy will be our best player on the ground. Right. Um, I just think if we're going to, going to win the game of football, I think it's going to be something pivotal from him. Um, so, look, he's a smoky. Um, and I think you can't go past the like of uh, Luke Meadows, too. I think he's just a natural ball winner. Interesting to see how Turner goes. But I'll go with Juff uh, to be our best player along with Luke Meadows and um, for Western Australia to get up by, let's say, eight points. Well, I'll tell you what, we don't um, condone gambling or we don't talk about it on this show at all, but Juppy to be the BOG in this game, he'd have to be paying about $18 or something like that, I'm sure. Oh, that's, <laughs> Probably that's 21 oh, 21 yeah, there you go. That's a long price, uh, but uh, we'll keep our eyes on that. Uh, Dan, we really appreciate your time here on Around the Waffle. Enjoy the game on Friday and uh, all the very best. Love your work, boys. Good stuff. That was Daniel Hobley representing Western Australia. So both have tipped different sides. Casey, unsurprisingly, has tipped South Australia. (laughs) And Hobbers, unsurprisingly, has tipped Western Australia. So even end of the ledger. Of course, you can catch the game on the AFL app Friday from 1.40. AFL app or on afl.com.au. You're listening to Around the Waffle. Taylor Cowper alongside Paul Persick. All right, we're just about to wrap up here, TC. But let's put each other in the hot seat. Who wins by how many... (laughs) And who will be the Simpson medalist, the best from Western Australia, and the Foss Williams medal winner, the best from South Australia? All right. So, Casey Voss obviously won it last year, the uh, the Foss Williams. I can't remember who won the Simpson. Was it him as It was well? Lee Kitchen. Lee Kitchen. All right. Uh, I'm going to... Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Uh, I'm going to go, and I, I, I feel horrible for saying this. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to go for South Australia in this game, just because I want to... Are we including this in our tipping for the year between you and me? Yes, that okay. one will count. Yeah, no, so that's why I'm t- saying South Australia in this one. Uh, and I reckon Josh Hone. From Sturt, 150-game superstar. I reckon he's going to um, 
probably take out both the Simpson and the Foss. Well, the Simpson can only be one oh, no, West course. Australian Sorry. player. <laughs> so uh, the Simpson, you want the Simpson medals? Simpson medals as, well? as well, the best from WA. Uh, I think I, I actually agree with some of the older um, players standing up a little bit in this one, um, and I think it's going to be a very, very interesting one. I'm not thinking Matthew Jarp. But I am thinking along a similar vein, and I reckon someone who's going to really stand up, who's been performing pretty decently in the waffle, I reckon Cam Erdley down back is going to be Erdley. a star for uh, the the uh, waffle side. Well, he too can carry plenty of experience 100%. like Matty Juppo as far as uh, the state team and East Fremantle are concerned. He's had a great season as well. Now, whilst you're just talking, I'm just going to ponder my tip again. I might change it, but because um, the show's not done yet. Whilst you talk, I'm just going to think. All right. Well, I'm tipping Western Australia to layeth the smacketh down on uh, SA, but only by seven points. Okay. I reckon it's going to be very, very close, especially with the weather proving to be, as they say, the great leveller in any level of football. For the Simpson medal, I'm going to say Jesse Turner. I'm okay. going to say Jesse Turner of Swan Districts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And despite the Swans only having one win, he's been in great form, and he his run and carry through midfield can be so important for the state well, side. Especially the vice captain as well, yeah. leadership role, yeah. And especially when especially when it's going to be inclement weather, they need to get that run and carry game going, that explosive yeah. brand of chaos football. Jesse Turner can do that. And for South Australia, the Foss Williams medal, I'm going to say Tommy Lewis. If he okay. and his tackling prowess can shut down West Australia's midfield, that'll go a long way for South Australia winning. He's average 15 tackles yeah. a game with Sturt this season. And especially if it's going to be a wet and windy game. Mm. that uh, and, and they've got a few boys, obviously, from Sturt. We spoke to Casey about that. Um, so, yeah, no, it's going to be a really close game. And I'm just going to change my tip. Oh, uh, Same players are going to win the medals. Stop it, Scully. I'm allowed to change. The show hasn't finished. I'm just going to go for WA. Because You've seen the light. Western Australian, why not? Doesn't really doesn't affect me massively like, <laughs> if they do or they don't. But uh, no, I, I just, you know, good to see them go over there and get the win. Why not change it up? Well, they haven't won right. the, the Hayden Button Cup in four years. It'll be well overdue for West Australia. Yeah. The only thing, just oh, I can't watch the first half. We've got a meeting at two o'clock. Oh. Something's got to be done about that. Yeah, That's I have rubbish. to say. Well, at least, <laughs> I can watch the full game on uh, on Friday, but uh, it should be an absolute cracker. Can't wait for it. TC, thank you very much uh, Thanks, once Paul. again, and uh, we'll see you on Tuesday see to then. review the game. Thank you. And we thank you, all our listeners and our viewers, for tuning in to our special state game preview here on Around the Waffle. All the very best to West Australia and South Australia for the big battle on Friday. Just a reminder, we have our socials in our operation. You can like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Give us a big thumbs up. We really do appreciate it. And you can listen to us on wherever you get your podcasts or watch on the Backchat YouTube channel. Thank you for your company, and we look forward to reviewing the state game on Tuesday here on Around the Waffle. Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore.